0: Welcome to worship this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I just thank you for this day that you've given us. I thank you uh, for what you're doing here in this place. I pray that you would be with us. God, I pray that your name would be lifted up uh, high on a banner this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Open up, she is open. Come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting. God so the God of glory who's generous upon the Lord I know if you all things are possible I'm calling on the God of glory who made a shepherd boy free But I've got my own time. Who got my own God, my God, I need You now. How I need You now! O Rock, O Rock of Ages, I'm standing on Your faithfulness, on Your Children. You hear your children. You are. same God, you are the same God, you moved in power then, God moved in power now, you are the same God, you are the same God, you are a healer then. you are a healer now. You You are the same, God. You are the same, God. Oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh, God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh, Oh, rock, oh, rock of Ages, I'm standing on your table. Tira e could sing these songs, as I often do, but every song will stand, and you never do. So I'd throw up my hands, praise you again and again all that I have is a hallelujah, a hallelujah, and I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah, a heart. I've got one song I've got just With my arms stretched wide I will worship you So I throw up my hands I praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a heart Shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on, me, lift up your song. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Look up your song. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise always feel like worship and doing. Sometimes we just don't want to, but he's always worthy of it. I up my hands, I praise you again and again, cause all that I have is a hallelujah, a hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king except for our hearts singing hallelujah I hear working in this place. I worship You. I worship You. You are the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the darkness my God. That miracle, is who. darkness, my God, that is to You. You are here, touching every heart. I worship You, I worship You. You are here, healing every heart. I worship You are a waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are a waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. light in the darkness, my God. That is who You are. You are the maker, miracle worker, promise the light in the darkness, my God. That is who You are. That is who You are. That is who. That is who you are, that is who you are, this yes, that is who you are. That is Never stop, you never stop working. We make a miracle work, we promise, keep a light in the dark. That is who you are. 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 Yes, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. That
1: Morning. Hey, be, before we start the, the, the message this morning, we're going to have a, just a short children's teaching time. Any of the kids that would just like to come down and help, could, would you like to come down and help and listen? I'm going to have uh, Jesse and Austin come down and just come out and uh, sit on the floor around here. Uh, you can help me and we'll tell the, the Bible story together. Do, do any of you guys know the real life story of David and Goliath? Well, let's talk about it this morning. God's people had an army back in the Old Testament time, thousands of years ago. And they were a small army and there were a bunch of evil armies around them who wanted to destroy God's army. And so as the armies were coming together to fight, uh, the, the evil army who wanted to, to destroy God's army, a giant came forward and said, you don't have to wipe out our whole army, just get me. Just beat me. I just need one of you to beat me. And, and the giant who came forward was nine feet and nine inches tall. How, how big's that? Big. Let me, let's see how big nine feet and nine inches tall is. This is an old school tape measure <laughs> that I got from one of my granddads. And, and this, this, this old school tape measure is, is six foot tall. And I'm not six foot tall, so this is, this is taller than me. But the giant was even bigger. Who, who hold this for me? Okay, go ahead. The giant was even bigger. This is six foot, but the giant was three feet, nine inches bigger. And my board here is three feet, nine inches. Here, put this on the top of this. And this, will, this will show you how big the giant was. Ha, ha, up. Uh. How many of you think you could beat a man this tall? Who, who would like to see if they can touch the top? Just one of you. Who would like to see if they can touch the top?
0: Okay.
1: Okay. I, you come. Okay, Austin. Austin, help her. Help her. Lift her up and see if she can touch the top. Okay. Okay. Just go, Just lift and see. See how high you can touch. <laughs> yeah. So, does anyone here think they could beat uh, a, a giant that big in a fight? No. no.
0: no.
1: Okay. Y'all, y'all, can, y'all can sit down. You know, One of the days this giant came out, he came out 40 days in a row, twice a day. And on the 41st day, God sent a teenager and his name was David and David was smaller than me, and as David looked at that giant, he says, I can beat him with God's help. I can win with God's help. And sometimes in our lives, we have things in our lives, we have problems, (laughs) we have difficulties, or we've got something really big to do, and it looks like we can't do it alone, but just as God helped David beat the giant, God can help each of us with all of our problems, no matter how big they are. When Jesus lives in our hearts, when Jesus is our Lord, he can help us with every problem we face, every difficult person we face. Jesus can help us. Would, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, thank you for these uh, wonderful children and their families. And God, I just pray you'd bless them, help them to feel your love and your presence. And I pray, God, that you'd help them in everything they do in life. And we pray this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. I guess by now you all know we're looking at the... Uh, the real life story of David and Goliath today. We're going to pray, and then we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's it's a big chapter, so we're just going to look at a a handful of verses from 1 Samuel chapter 17 in the Old Testament. Uh, Let's pray. Uh, Would you pray and ask God two things today? Would you ask him to speak to you specifically, and would you ask him to to speak through me as I read God's Word and as I I bring God's Word to you? Let's pray. Uh, Father, Thank you for being an amazing, awesome God, and we we love you, Lord. We thank you that you're our Father, yeah, that you're our Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you that you send your Holy Spirit to live in our lives. And Lord, as we open up the, the scriptures to read and, and say what applies to our lives today, Lord, speak through me, speak to each one of us at the point of our relationship with you today. Challenge us, encourage us, bless us, and we pray this in the strong name of Jesus and all God's people agreed. Amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. Would you like to stand with me? We'll, we'll honor the Lord by, uh, by reading his word together. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And because it's such a long, a long chapter, almost 60 verses, I'm going to just read a selection of them this morning. Um, it, these are excerpts from the, the real life story of the, the battle between David and Goliath. So it says, a, a champion named Goliath, who is fr- from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a reaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle. Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we'll become your subjects. But if I'm able to overcome him and kill him, you'll become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, this day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And we're going to move on down to verse 40. And this is where David picks up. It says that, Then David <clears throat> took his staff in hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put these in the pouch of his shepherd bag, and with a sling in his hands, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with a shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. Goliath said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut your head off. Today, I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord says, but the battle is the Lord's, and he'll give all of you into our hands. And as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David went, quickly toward the battle line to meet him reaching into his bag and taking out a stone he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead the stone sank into his forehead and he fell face first on the ground so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand and struck down the Philistine and killed him david ran and stood over him he he took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard after he killed him he cut off his head with the sword uh, This is the word of the Lord. Uh, Please be seated. Kind of a gruesome scene, (laughs) but that's what, you know, know, war is ugly. (laughs) Battle is ugly, uh, whether it's ancient with David and Goliath or or whether it's today. And and as we look at uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17 today, um, it recounts this battle between two men who represented two armies, uh, David and Goliath. Uh, even if you know the story well would you hear it again for the first time this morning you know, you know picture the battle in your mind in your imagination you know picture david you know we know he's a teenager you know 14 15 maybe 16 at the most he's he's a shepherd and then then picture goliath he's a he's a giant warrior you know hear the sounds of the battlefield in your mind it, it's the kind of uh, Skull bashing, bone crushing, hand to hand combat that, that we see in, in movies like Braveheart or Gladiator. And then we've, we've got to feel the emotion of the scenes. We feel Goliath's arrogance as he's this, this huge giant. Feel the, the fear of the soldiers on God's side. All the soldiers are, are filled with fear. And then, and then feel the faith, feel the courage of, of the young teenager David, and as we we, we look at the passage this morning, um, we've got three points of application i we, we want to hear the the word what it teaches us, but we all we also want to see how does it apply to my life how does it apply to to your life today? God always has a word for you and me as as the Bible's living and active so so first we see that you know all of us face battles that are bigger than us all we face battles that are that are way bigger than what we can handle alone and as we we look at the the bible account today we we see that the philistines they're they're the age old armies of israel they they literally fight year after year against each other and this time the, the philistines and the israelites they they gather for battle at a place called the Valley of Elah, and Elah is a, a huge mile wide canyon. It's still there today. And the God's army, the the Israelites, they they camp on one side of the canyon. It's, it's rocky hills. Then the Philistines are their army camps on the the other side of the canyon on the rocky hills. And there's this this huge mile wide canyon below where, where armies meet and fight. And the Philistines have this this gigantic warrior named Goliath, the, the giant, and he's literally a freak of nature. There's some g- genetic abnormality there. He's just a freak of nature. I, I remember as a teenager, I I was part of a weightlifting team, and we went and watched uh, pro wrestling many times at one of the, you know, coliseums in uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, or Massachusetts, where I grew up. And, and on one of the fights you know we were we were very close to the ring you know we we were ringside seats and and there was a an aisle where the the wrestlers walked right past us on the way to the ring and one of the fights i saw Andre the Giant and i know that dates me but you may have heard of Andre the Giant one of the great pro wrestlers and you know as i looked at Andre the Giant you know i looked like a little person you know Andre the Giant was huge but Goliath the Giant it's even bigger. You know, Goliath the Giant is like three feet taller than, than Andre the Giant. And, you know, Andre the Giant had some sort of a genetic, uh, issue that, that, that made him grow really fast, but also took his life really early. And, and Goliath's this, uh, is so enormous. You know, he makes the, the UFC cage fighters, the heavyweights look, look like tiny men. And Goliath, you not only is he a huge man, but he but he wears body armor. He's covered in leather, and then the leather is covered in overlapping bronze plates. And the armor weighs 125 pounds. Yeah, the armor is not easy for most men to walk around in, but Goliath is so enormous, it's easy for him. And then besides the body armor, he's got this huge bronze helmet. He's got bronze shin guards. He's got a, a huge sword that only a giant can carry. He's got a spear. And then he's, his spear, along with his huge sword, his, his spear's got a, got a head on it, an iron point that weighs 15 pounds. And then get this on, on top of that, on top of you know, all the, the killing weapons that Goliath has, he's got another soldier with a man-sized shield, and this other soldier walks in front of Goliath. So his, his, he's, he's there to, to make sure his shield absorbs all, all the arrows and all the weapons that are thrown towards Goliath. And, and you have to literally get through the shield-bearer to get to Goliath. In the ancient world sometimes when two armies lined up rather than the two armies fighting one another and, and losing you know literally thousands of men to to death um each army would choose their 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 best soldier their 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 biggest warrior you know the the gladiator for the uh, for that army and these two men would fight each other and whichever man won that army would win and and this is this is the scene that day so So each day, the the two armies would line up in the canyon. Goliath steps forward, he says, you know, choose one man to fight me. If he kills me, we'll become your servants. If I kill him, you'll become our servants. And this happens for 40 days in a row, twice a day, at morning and at evening. And Goliath literally taunts the Israelites. You've you've seen the the pro wrestlers on TV, you know, you badmouth and trash talk the other wrestlers. You know, Goliath's got that kind of personality. And when God's army, the Israelites, look at Goliath, all they can see is this enormous man, this, this enormous warrior who's, who's killed hundreds of people through the years. And they look at him and say, no way. <laughs> you know, we're scared. We're, we're not going to do it. And so every day, twice a day for 40 days, they, they walk back to their tents in the army camp. They're too frightened. They're scared. And for us, at times, worrying, anxiety, and fear—they—they they come at us just like Goliath. They—they they don't come once; they—they they haunt us in the daytime, in the evening. And our giants can come as a as a personal difficulty. Uh, can come as a as a problem. Our 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 giant might be a person in our lives. And our giants do what they what Goliath did to the Israelite soldiers. Our our giants can fill us with anxiety all day. They can keep us worrying all night long and our giants come in many forms for some of us our giants are our health issues might be cancer might be an auto, autoimmune disease might might be chronic pain might be something else uh, for some of us our, our giants are an addiction it might be an addiction that our that our family and friends are aware of it might be a secret addiction that we're so ashamed of we don't want anybody to know about our our giant might be a financial problem. Our, our giant might be our, our, our personal struggle with, with anxiety and fear. Our giant may be a difficulty at work. It might be difficulties at school. Our, our, our giant uh, might be, you know, problems in our marriage. Our giant might be a, a really challenging family problem. And, and sometimes our giants s- seem to always haunt us, they're, they're with us day in and day out, they, they never leave us at peace. And all of us face battles that are that are bigger than us. You know, from human eyes, you know some of our battles look absolutely impossible to win. We know we can't defeat our our giants in our own strength, and that's why we need God's help. We don't need to look at our problems and, and and the giants in our life just through human eyes. We we need to be able to look at our the giants in our life through God's eyes, with with Jesus living in our hearts, with Jesus being our Lord. We We've got supernatural resources to deal with the giants in our lives. And God's greater than any of our problems. You know, we're never really alone, even when we feel like we're all alone. If Christ lives within us and Jesus is the Lord of our lives, we're never really alone. And here's a, I believe this is a spiritual lesson that we need to take with us. You know, the size of our God Determines the size of our giant. So, so how big is your faith in God? How how big is the God you worship today? You know, if if we if we have small faith and we think we've we've got a small God, then our giants look enormous. But if we've got if, if we've got big faith in our awesome, all-powerful God, you know our giants look much smaller. They're, they're much more manageable. My parents lived in, uh, Florida for many years and my, 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 my mother was a caregiver for her mother. And then my dad had a mini stroke and gave him, uh, it gave him a vascular dementia. So my grand my dad, my mother ended up being a caregiver for, for her mother and my dad at the same time. And, you know, my mother's stress and anxiety was out of control. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, we lived, you know, more than a thousand miles away. And my my mom would call me up to tell me how enormous the problem was. You know, we I'd make sure I got a plane flight, fly in and spend a week with them. And, And I would tell my mom, once we got there and started talking about the problem, I said, Mom, on the phone, the problem seemed like it was this big. But I said, when we sit down and talk, the problem's really only this big. And she said, you know, it seems a lot smaller now you come alongside me to walk through the problem with me. And, and that's how it is with God. <laughs> you know, our problems look enormous in our eyes, but when we look through God's eyes, when, when Jesus lives in our hearts, when Jesus is our Lord, you know, our problems, our issues uh, don't look so enormous. They don't, they don't look like we can't get through them. So, so how big's your God today? How big's your faith today? Uh, if you, if you got a, if you got big faith and you've got an awesome God, your problems are a lot smaller. This brings us to the second point. We can face any battle with God by our side. Uh, the camera shifts for a few moments away from the, the battlefield of the Philistines and the people of Israel. And the camera zooms in on, on David, and David's at home in Bethlehem, and, and David's the youngest of, of eight brothers. His three oldest brothers are, are soldiers on Saul's army. They're, they're down at the battlefield, and at age 16, you know, David's too young to be a soldier. 20's the, the minimum age for military service back then. And with his three brothers fighting in Saul's army, David's back home, and he's, he's a shepherd. He's tending his father's sheep. And David's father's anxious. He's concerned about his three adult sons on the battlefield. He's too old to make the trip through the mountains alone. So he sends David. He says, bring some food to your brothers and bring word back to me how your brothers are doing. And David reaches the Israelite camp. And he reaches the the camp as as the army is going out to the battlefield. And he he hears the soldiers. They're, They're shouting the war cry. And David watches the armies line up. He leaves his supplies at the camp. He runs up to his brothers, at the rocky hills on the valley's edge. And as David talks with his brothers, he 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 hears this scream, this this war cry on the other side of the ravine. And then he sees Goliath, this giant, walk up to the Israelites, and and he begins to to challenge just one single man to fight him. And and this is the 41st day. And this has happened 40 days, two times a day, morning and evening. Goliath taunts the Israelites. Goliath curses uh, our God. He shouts profanities at them. He says that our God's not big enough to defeat him and his gods. And each day, the God soldiers, the Israelite soldiers, they just walk back to their tents in fear twice a day. You know, David's never seen Goliath before, and you know David's a teenager. He's 14, 15, maybe sixteen. I don't imagine David's any any bigger than me. I remember our our, our son when he's fourteen or fifteen. He was about five six, about one hundred thirty pounds, and and think about you know Goliath. He's nine foot nine. What does he weigh? Four hundred pounds. Um, I, I've I've done I did martial arts for years, and that the at the school I I was a member of. The week you join, you ended up having a training partner of a, of the person who joined the same week with you. And when I was doing Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu, I, I was 5'8", about 160 pounds. The guy who joined the same week with me, I called him Big Joe. He was 6'5", he weighed 420 pounds. There, there were things I just couldn't do with Joe. You know, you know, I could I could do all the cool taekwondo strikes. I could hit, I could, I could, I could strike him with my with my hands or my elbows. But then we then we did these jujitsu throws where you had to throw someone over your shoulder. I don't care how good your technique is. Joe weighed 420 pounds. I I couldn't do it. I could never throw him. But every time Joe throwed, threw through me, Man, I hit the mat with a thud, and then I I bounced off the mat a little bit. I felt like I was just a a rag doll, a kid's doll being thrown by Joe. He was 6'5". You know, Goliath is 9 foot plus. Um, you know, I, I can imagine what these guys felt like as they looked at Goliath. I, I kind of looked, every time I would train with Joe, I'd be happy with the striking drills. I would always go home... Uh, Sore with the throwing drills, no one in the whole, no one in the school, not even the master of the school, could throw Joe. He was just too big a man. Goliath was just too big a man for anybody to win. King Saul is the the king of Israel. David's talking to the soldiers at the time, and as David talks to the soldiers, as he's hearing Goliath scream, as he's hearing Goliath curse our God, as he's making fun of the soldiers of God, David says to himself, and David's filled with righteousness, he's filled with faith, he's, he, he's filled with youth, and David says to himself, nobody talks about our God that way. Who does Goliath think he is? You know, the, the soldiers see Goliath as this indestructible giant. You know, David sees Goliath as an evil man who badmouths God and badmouths God's people. Very different point of view. You know, the, the, the Israelites are looking at Goliath through their eyes. David seems to be looking at Goliath through God's eyes. And so David asked the soldiers, well, what will we done for the person who who kills Goliath? And they tell him King Saul will give him great wealth. He'll give his uh, one of his daughters in marriage and they'll exempt him from taxes for life. And you know, King Saul, we, we, we learned from, you know, a few chapters earlier that when King Saul is becomes the king of Israel, King Saul's a big man he's a head taller than anyone else in his nation you know he's NBA basketball uh, type size he's, he, he''s a he's a really big man and so he offers this enormous reward. you know Saul doesn't want to fight Goliath. he says you know somebody else is going to do it who will do it and David's talking uh about f- fighting Goliath. And David's oldest brother, Eliab, is there. And Eliab hears David speaking. And Eliab's, you know, filled with rage. And Eliab begins to try to humiliate David in, in front of all the other men. He says, you know, why have you come down here? And who did you leave uh, the few sheep you're supposed to be guarding, c- caring for? Who'd you leave them with? Uh? And he says, I know how c- wicked your heart is. I know how conceited you are. You've only come down here to watch the battle. And so while... David's brothers badmouthing him and trying to humiliate him. You think David might strike back verbally, but David doesn't say anything. He just walks away and begins to talk to some of the other men. Do, do any of y'all have negative, critical people in your life? It, it seems that you know we may get, have someone like that in our family. We we usually work with somebody like that. We certainly uh, you know have people like that. We may go to school with. Um, you know, all of us seem to have at least one, sometimes more than one, negative, critical person in our life. They, they always see the negative side of things. They're, they're people, their their cups half empty rather than being half full. And they'll discourage us when we try to step out in faith. Uh, they'll say it's impossible, you can't do it, we can't do it, so don't even try. And, and like David, many times it's best just, just to walk away from and negative criticism. And many times if a person is very negative and critical, you, you can't argue with them. You can't persuade them. Their their negativity just seems to fill up the room. One of the soldiers tells Saul that David wants to fight Goliath. And you know, Saul, Saul knows of David. And Saul says to himself, you've got to be kidding me. You're a teenager. You've got no combat experience. Goliath is giant. He's been killing people for years there's just no way you can do it. I believe in the previous chapter in you know, 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 I think that verse might be the key verse for the entire book of Samuel. And the verse says and this is when God chooses David to be the future king. Uh the verse says people look at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart. You know, when we're looking at people, when we look at life as a whole, so many times all, all we see is the outward appearance. But, you know, God sees through all the all, all the mass, all the outward facades, all, all the things that people are hiding, all, all the problems. And God has a way of looking at our hearts. So Saul, the king of Israel, he, he looks at outward appearances. All he can see is Goliath. David has a way of looking at the heart. Rather than focusing on this huge giant, David focuses on the power of the Almighty God. You have to walk into cancer? Cancer's terrifying. Our families walk through it. God is more powerful. You've got a huge financial problem? God is more powerful. You've got difficult issues in your life? God's more powerful. You've got an addiction you're, you're wrestling with, God is still more powerful. God looks at the heart. David looks at the heart. Saul and the army look at, at outward appearances. And we, We've got to find a way to be able to, to, to look into people's hearts, to look at our hearts, look at the hearts of others. We've got to find ways to, to, to look at things as God looks at things. And again, the the size of our God determines the size of our giant. The size of our God determines the size of our problems. And so while while Saul says, you can't do it, David speaks up and he says, you know, I'm a shepherd. I've been killing lions and bears who tried to carry off my father's sheep, and I'm going to kill Goliath too for defying our God. And he tells Saul, he says that the same God who delivered me from from lions and bears will deliver me from Goliath too. And what David does, he he looks to the past and he remembers how God helped him in the past, and he knows God is calling him, and he knows that God will help him in the future. Yeah, you know, so many times we we look back at our past, and it's and it's easy to focus on, you know, our personal defeats, our our failures. Um, times in which we've blown it, times in which people hurt us. It's, it's easy to focus on those things. And when we focus on those things, those things become a, a poison and bring us down. We've, we've got to be able to focus on, in our past, our, our victories. <laughs> the time that, that God did great things in, the, in our lives. The time that, that God worked in mighty ways in our lives. And so David's able to look back at the great things God did rather than his, than his own weaknesses. And so Saul finally says, David, you can do it. And so Saul says, I'm going to let you wear my own armor into the battle. And remember, Saul's a big guy. Saul's like a a basketball player. He's six foot five, 240 pounds. David's, say, five foot six, 130 pounds. So David puts on Saul's armor, Saul's big helmet. All of it's too big for him. He can't even walk around it. Saul gives him his sword. The sword's too heavy for david david can't use use any of it so so he drops the sword, drops the armor, and David picks up his shepherd's staff and he walks down to the stream in the valley alone. You remember, both armies are lined up everyone's looking at this teenager most people don't know what's going on they're wondering what is this one hundred and thirty pound teenager going to do and, and david he's Leans down into the stream bed and he picks up five stones and he puts them in his shepherd's pouch. And, you know, imagine the scene. Imagine the scene David walking (laughs) with a shepherd's staff, with a pouch. With a slingshot with five stones, and then Goliath, nine foot nine, with a shield bearer walking in front of him. Imagine the scene. You know, we we tend to picture um, sling stones as, as smaller than they were in Bible days. I I know our my son and I we we like to do all sorts of things with with targets when he was he was a boy, and the slingshot I bought you know was a wrist rocket like this that my son and I used, and and then the, the the what we used in the slingshot were just with small marbles that came with the slingshot this size. And I thought maybe the the slingstones in Bible days were this big. This is the biggest marble I could find in my collection. And then as I studied the passage, you know, I, I learned that the slingstones in Bible days, the archaeologists tell us were as big as tennis balls. So, you know, that marble hitting you in the head, marble-sized stone, would be one thing. You know, a tennis ball-sized stone hitting you in the head is a much bigger thing, would do much more damage. (laughs) And so David's walking up to Goliath with these five stones the the size of tennis balls. And and imagine the scene. With a slingshot in his hand, he's walking towards Goliath all alone. Five foot six, 130 pounds. This soldier, nine foot nine, is walking towards them. Goliath's got army, got body armor, a sword, a shield, a javelin, plus this other soldier protecting him. And we, we can remember as Christians that, you know, we never face our battles alone. If Jesus is our Lord, if Jesus lives in our hearts, we never face our battles alone, you know, we get prayer from our family and friends. We get encouragement from our church. Uh, uh we have people around us who love us, who, who support us. But ultimately, our, you know, our personal battle is our personal battle. Even if we got people around us who, who love us, who pray for us, who support us, we still have to make the decision to go into battle. We, you know, when we get, if we, we're going into surgery, you know, we're still, wheeled into that surgical room alone. Our, you know, our family sitting back in, in the waiting room. Yeah, you know, there, there's certain things we do alone, even though we've got people around us to love us and support us. And so, you know, David's walking alone. And when we're on the battlefield alone, when we don't get the support of people around us, or we don't feel it, or we're feeling all alone, you know, Jesus is with us. And when, when we feel we're in a hopeless situation, Jesus gives us hope. Jesus gives us courage. Jesus gives us just enough strength to win the battle. God uses normal people like David. There, there didn't seem to be anything special about David. He wasn't big. He wasn't, he wasn't strong. He, he wasn't smarter than everyone else. But God, God uses normal people like David, and that means God uses normal people like you and me uh, when we make ourselves available to him. Many times, God God isn't looking for for greatness in you and me. God is looking for you and me to to be available, (laughs) Uh, to to have faith, to be able to step out in faith with Him. And and if we have a heart for God, God will use us. If we step out in faith, God will use us. You know, so many times, you know, we sit back and do nothing because we're waiting on God to act. And I, I believe it's the other way around. Many times, God is waiting for us. He's waiting for us to step out in faith. He's waiting for us to obey him. He's waiting for us to do the right thing. And if we're willing to step out in faith with God, God's there. God will help us. God will bless us. But he's waiting for us to step out in faith. And if Christ lives in our hearts, his, his spirit has a way of prompting us, giving us that, that nudge, that inner push, telling us it's time to step out in faith. It's, it's time to, to, to get out of our seats and start stepping out in faith in the way that God wants us to. We can't do it alone, but we can do it with God's help. We can do it with Christ who lives in our hearts. And this, this brings us to our final point, our third point. You know, we find faith in our battles by trusting in God. David, every all the soldiers think David's walking alone, but God's with him. And Goliath's slowly walking towards David. And when Goliath gets close enough to see David, he realizes David's just a teenager. And Goliath begins to laugh at David and make fun at him. He says, that, you know, he sees his shepherd's staff. He says, am I a dog that you're coming at me with sticks? He says, I'm going to feed your body to the birds today. <laughs> David's not afraid of Goliath at all. You know, when we are filled with fear. You know, our natural thing is to to worry. And many times when we're worrying, our anxiety takes control. We forget about God. We forget about prayer. We, we We just sit in our worry. We sit in our anxiety. We let fear overwhelm us. But David doesn't that day. David focuses on the Lord God Almighty. And David tells Goliath, The Lord Almighty will hand you over to me. I'm going to strike you down and cut your head off. (laughs) Can you imagine, you know, 14 or 15-year-old teenager telling this huge man, this giant of a man, I'm going to kill you and cut your head off today? David knows the battle is God's, not his. So Goliath's walking slowly towards David. And David runs up to the battle line. David takes one of those tennis ball-sized rocks puts it in his slingshot, and, and as he's winding up his slingshot, the stone comes out and hits Goliath right in the forehead. Goliath, it seems, doesn't even see it coming, doesn't expect a slingshot, and when the stone hits Goliath in the forehead, it knocks Goliath silly, and he falls flat on his face. He's out, but he's not totally out, but he's out enough that he's not going to get up right away. And David runs over to Goliath and pulls Goliath's big sword out of his sheath and literally cuts Goliath's head off that day. It's gruesome, but that's the scene. And he holds Goliath's head up for both armies to see. The Philistines now become the army filled with fear. They start running. God's armies finally turn from fear and turn to faith, and they start pursuing the Philistines that day. Uh, God's army wins. <laughs> Goliath's army is wiped out that day. And think about what God did. David is the victor that day. He's got no military training, no combat experience, no weapons of war. He's a shepherd <laughs> without a sword or a spear or armor. He's a teenage boy with a slingshot and five stones the size of tennis balls. And God has a way of doing the humanly impossible through people like you and me. We always think it's going to be the person with lots of money or the person with lots of degrees or the person with lots of experience, uh, the person with lots of gifts. And we look at ourselves and say, I'm not enough in and of myself. And we're not enough in and of ourselves, but we have Christ within us if we're Christians. With Jesus living within our hearts, that's all we need. Jesus is all we need. So how could David stand up against Goliath and become the giant killer? It's David's heart for God. It's David's faith in God that allowed him to win that day. We can find courage. We can find faith for, for all our battles by trusting in God. Do you got a big problem today? God's bigger? Do you feel like you're at your wits end today? God's with you. Are, you? are you filled with anxiety and are you worried today? God's more powerful. You know, each of us can, can face any problem in life with Christ in our hearts and God beside us. So can I encourage you today as we get ready to close when you're, when you're fighting life's battles, you may be in one now. You may be walking with someone who's in one now. Would you trust God? Uh, just as David knelt down by the stream to pick up the stones, would, would you get down on your knees in prayer? Just as David you know, picked up the stones, will you, will you pick up your Bible and begin to, to read? Just as David had, a, had an army behind him and eventually all around him, <laughs> you've got a church. You've got people who care about you all around you. Access their support, access their prayers. Uh, you know, step out in faith as God calls you to step out in faith today. Would you pray with me? Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for being our, our awesome God. Lord, we love you and we know you love us. And Lord, I want to pray for your people here today, God, who are, who are fighting a, a, a health problem, God pray for your healing and strength. Lord, I want to pray for those who are, you know, just in the grip of anxiety and, and worry, God, that you would just calm their fear and anxiety and, you know, just give them strength and calm and faith in you. Lord, I want to pray for those who are, you know, having relational problems. I want to pray for those who are having financial problems. I want to pray for those who are fighting an addiction, God, that you just take control, that you give hope and strength and in a new day, and that you would work. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: To Jesus I surrender